Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast, boys. Montana Lips, head coach Tony Ersland. Uh, boys, we got a lot to talk about this week, partly because we didn't have a chance to talk last week. Uh, Mother Nature had something to say. In the she had a lot to say. A, about a foot and a half of snow in, in, in the course of a couple of days, which put our show on hold. And, and I imagine put a lot of things on hold. Coach, I'm sure you guys had you know, a chance to get out and shovel and have fun in the snow, but how much does something like that, does the university shutting down for two days affect your, your everything? Uh, you know, it, it's funny because it, it didn't affect it. I mean, truly getting around was difficult, right? I can appreciate that. I'm sure everybody's got stories of, of uh, trying to get around town and shoveling out. But, um, you know, we, we were able to get in and practice and, and do what we had to do, clearly, right, as we got ready for, for, for Minnesota this weekend. So I felt really good that, yeah, you had to work around it a little bit. But, but by and large, man, um, guys got in there and, and, and got it done. And I, I had to laugh, though. I was telling my wife, too, one night because the freshmen, the brand new guys, right, who are just out of high school where this is an activity, right? And if you don't have school for the day, you don't have activities. Activities are canceled. <laughs> So, of course, the freshmen are, are asking, hey, do we still have practice? There's no school. I'm like, listen, man, you're not in an activity anymore. <laughs> this is not an activity. Not an extracurricular? So, yes. This is not an extracurricular <laughs> where your buddy came out just to spend time with you. So, yes, we will be having practice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Watch teamworks. We'll communicate with you. So we might move some things around there. So, that was the one thing that I really chuckled uh, about because I got that question like, you know, hey, uh, are we going to have practice? You know, it's snow day with Purdue. I'm like, yeah, this ain't an activity, son. Yeah, that's not how that works. So I thought I got a good chuckle out of that. But um, but no, our guys were great. It, it, it was tough getting around. I mean, I had, I, I had to pull people out of snow banks and what we did just to stay dug out was significant. So I did appreciate the fact that we had our guys at practice, at lifting, their preparation clearly as we got ready for Minnesota was good. So I was really excited, you know, that we were still able to conduct it business as usual, you know, minus the inconvenience of leaving early and, and digging yourself out often. Okay. I use my snowblower more in two days than I think I've used it combined in the last two years. Yes. Like we got some snow boys. That was uh, that was yep. wild stuff. Yep. It, it felt like it never stopped. The highlight of those two days, by the way, I'll tell this story. I got a picture, too. I haven't tweeted it out because I'm not sure I should do that. But the funny story I will tell you, I was out driving around town. This was Thursday morning, and I had my truck, so we had the four-wheel drive. So Jackson and I were out just just surveying town, the damage, and what people are trying to do to get dug out. And sure enough, we come driving down Grant Street, and there's these two nice young gentlemen being supervised by two young ladies digging what I think was the women's car out. However, they were doing it in their speedos. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm telling you the truth and I got photographic evidence so I can back this up. <laughs> there they were just digging away in a couple of feet of snow in speedos, nothing else on. And they were Purdue speedos. So I don't know if, if they're coach Ross's young men or I don't know, I don't know. And I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I had to stop and take a picture because I told him, I was like, this is the best thing I've seen all day, fellas. Either, uh, either they, I hope they were Coach Ross's guys, <laughs> or I hope they had done some serious pre-gaming yeah. before getting out they there. I don't know how early it was. But it was, Thursday morning. It, it was Thursday morning before 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was carryover <laughs> from the night before then. so that i will say out of that wednesday thursday when we were just getting just crushed by snow um that was that was pretty funny to see i got a great chuckle out of that like like my day that's wild that's good yeah Yeah, i don't know you want to share that one but i'll be over later to see it (laughs) (laughs) don't worry it's not going anywhere soon (laughs) oh my goodness well we got through the snow and uh, while we have had some other things, another another nice recent event, uh, Tony and I got to uh, wander out to the uh, men's basketball game last night. Yeah. Uh, number three versus, were they, were they 16? Is that right? Uh, they were 13. 13, even better. 
Um, and uh, I don't know if I could say enough about the environment last night, Tony. Yeah, yeah, no, it was awesome. Uh, I mean, people talk often, you guys especially, right? I mean, you guys spend a lot more time than I have in, in, in Mackey, clearly, but no, the it, it, that environment lived up to its name and then some, I thought, you know, boy, it was, it was spectacular. And, um, you know, we had a chance to do the national championship game, right. With, uh, with Georgia earlier this year. And I thought that was tremendous. And this, this was, uh, you know, on a smaller scale, clearly, but every bit of that, you know, from an intensity and environment, uh, you know, situation. That place got loud last night. My ears are still ringing a little bit. Not going to lie. No, the only negative again, man, I'm getting old because I'm getting up this morning early to get on like we do, you know, that yes. was nine o'clock. That was a nine o'clock tip and I didn't get home till midnight. I, I convinced me I'm old, you know, because getting up uh, early this morning was was a little harder than normal. It was even worse than that because freaking uh, TCU. Uh, TCU, I think whoever was on before us, maybe it was Kentucky. Kentucky went late. So we didn't tip till like nine thirteen last night. Oh, that place was going nuts. They were like dying to get the tip off. I felt bad for the timeout coordinator because he had fourteen thousand people wanting to rip his head off. <laughs> you know, just hold, hold, no, no. Yeah, yeah, they were going nuts. They were they were rocking to get that thing off. Yeah. Um, I I have to steal every opportunity I can to talk about basketball. Um, we also got a sneak peek at why uh, Jade Nivey is a. Uh, is a very highly drafted prospect in the NBA in the near future. Um, that second half that he put together was um, you don't, you don't get to see that often. Yeah. A guy just take over a game like that. No, absolutely. I was impressed. Um, and what do you have? Like, was it four points in the first half? Like he was yeah. relatively quiet, right? I think it was four, four points. And man, he just went off, you know, and uh, it was, it was fun to watch, right? Like I, I for me, Clearly, I'm not a basketball basketball guy, but you appreciate, you know, the athleticism and the creativity that somebody like that brings to, you know, uh, a sport. You know, so I, I had a lot of fun. But between just the the competitiveness of the game and where the teams were ranked, you know, him uh, kind of going off was was really enjoyable. Um, you know, it's weird. Like I, I, uh, I try. You know, I often, you know, in my mind, because I spent most of my life with basketball, and now I'm spending a very solid chunk of my life with wrestling. Um, that is not something you can really see in a wrestling like match or duel as far as like watching somebody kind of dominate over time like that, because you just wrestle your seven minutes and then you're done. And then it's your teammates turn. Right. And so the, the fact that like, I mean, what was it? He did it over like six minutes, seven minutes where he just went crazy. Like I, I told you at one point he had a key either scored or assisted on like 14 straight points or something like that, hmm. where he was just taking over the game. And, uh, you know, you said, you know, like you're not a basketball guy, but just speaking athletics in general, being able to take over for an extended amount of time like that is, uh, is just unreal. It was special. Yeah, no. And that's what, that's what good competitors do. Right. I mean, you figure out a way to turn it around. And, and I'm not saying he played poorly. I don't know enough to say that he would play poorly in the first half, but he was quiet with four. He figured out a way to get his game going, you know, get in the zone and, and, and go get his points, right? Which is what we always try to do. And athletics, that's a common theme. Uh, you're going to have to learn how to turn around adversity or something going your way, figure it out, turn it around. And I can appreciate that, right, in, in any competitive contest the ability to find a way to switch momentum in your favor uh, is a, is a tremendous trait. Very Devin Schroeder versus uh, Brandon Kaler. Yeah. Out of Vegas. Absolutely. You know, four, four minutes of it going against us in the last three, we, we totally flipped it in our favor and got it done. Yep. No so um, Corey, should we talk about some wrestling? I think that's what we're here to do. And there's plenty of good stuff to talk <laughs> about there too. So yeah. Uh, Let's well, let's go start off. Yeah, two let's, weeks. Let's go back pre-snowpocalypse. Yes. Two, uh, almost two weeks ago in that duel down in Bloomington. Uh, it, it, boy, it came down to it, but but yeah, that was another great example of, fellas, every single match, every single point matters. You guys get mm -hmm. the 17-16 duel win over the Hoosiers to extend that win streak to 12 years in a row? Yep, 12. 
Uh, take us back there. Take us back to that Saturday live in the Big Ten Network. Yeah, so um, to to go 12 straight, right, that's a nice accomplishment. A lot of guys on that team, Devin, you know, Max uh, have never lost to IU, right? 12 straight is 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 nice, right? That's that's a that's a that's a you know strong accomplishment is what I told the team. Um, however, you know, we didn't wrestle our best in that bus ride home. Actually, uh, was was you know, you know, a team that was it was fairly quiet because they knew they didn't you know wrestle how we could, right? We didn't compete to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Let as you mentioned, a couple of matches really slip. You know, like we had a we had a chance uh, to separate ourselves in that duel, and we didn't for whatever reason. And so, the first thing I told the teams, hey, I acknowledge twelve straights. Great. You should all feel good about that. You have every right to feel good about that. But just understand that uh, that all wins aren't equal, and and we've got to really think about where we let points slide and why we didn't perform the the way we're we're capable of, and, and do a better job forward. Like we got to look forward quick. Um, because we got another good opponent coming. And I think the team took that to heart. So, again, I guess I repeat myself a lot. Feel good about the win, but you got to be smart enough to understand that, hey, we didn't really wrestle very well, right? And and I've talked a lot in the past, and I've tried to beat this into the guy's head because it's so easy to do. This isn't a zero-sum game where you win and it's great and you lose and it's terrible, right? That, that's just not how this works. And that's a clear example as we compare those two duels, how, yeah, we won two duels, but, but how you feel about each one is vastly different. Mm -hmm. I feel great about the IU win, honestly. You know what I mean? I didn't, I just didn't feel great about it. Um, uh, however, I feel much different in terms of how 10 guys competed uh, at each of those weights, you know, in the Minnesota duel. So, so that's, you know, without going into specifics yet with individual guys, which I'm sure you guys will, that was just how we really felt as a team uh, about, about each duel. We knew we had underperformed and didn't, didn't kind of finish things against IU. And we did a much better job against Minnesota, just straight competing throughout the lineup. Yeah. Um, I definitely felt the same way, Tony. Like I said, it, you, you, it's one of those, you walked out of there, you had the win, you were excited about it. Obviously Purdue nation was extremely excited about it. Um, we got that incredible video of Devin giving that. that yeah, he had that was awesome, by the way. Thanks for bringing that up. That was tremendous. Very cool. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up again. For those that didn't see it, maybe Corey can clip it into the show here. Yeah, we'll put it in right but, here. Um, Devin Schroeder gave some young man, young man who was wearing an IU hat, an IU shirt, um, a Purdue shirt. And the kid took off his IU hat and put on the Purdue shirt right there at the duel. Yep. Um, and so converting was, um, fans right there in the duel in there. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Winning, winning hearts and minds. <laughs> so that was, um, you know, that was a high point, but, uh, going back what I was saying, um, didn't compete our best still find, found a way to get a win. Yep. That is the trademark of, of good teams. You know, yep. I, I, obviously, you know, I'm using other sports and stuff, but, um, to use a track term that I, I got a long time ago from a throws coach, he used to talk about um, your bottom number. What's your bottom number? And what do you what do you go out and what can you go out and throw on your worst day? You're never going to throw worse than this. This is this is where you, this is your your bottom. And uh, I felt like I felt a little like that for that duel. Yep. We we won. Yep. You know, but you know we we won with our bottom number. We didn't. Yeah, rain. we weren't as sharp. We weren't as sharp as we we could have been for for sure. You know, and and that and those are the things right. They not not at you, and it's always been this way. I mean, you know, I and I think we need to do a better job of it too. Me and all me, but as a coach, you always remember you lost or where you were short or what the problem was, than just the good, right? Like I think that's that way for a lot of people. It's just really easy to remember the heartache and, and maybe, you know, too easy to forget the, the joy. And so again, that's probably why, you know, I thought like, Hey, you got to acknowledge 12 straight is really special guys. Congrats on that. Be smart enough to know though, because we won, we just don't pat ourselves on the back and call it all good. You know, we've got to really evaluate what happened, why it happened and be better. So yeah, no, you, I, I, I can appreciate it for sure. Uh, Let's talk about some of the guys that made a difference in that duel. Um, 
specifically start with with Devin and uh, Parker Phillies. They were the two guys that went out and got bonus points. Yep. Uh, Devin had a, an 11-0 shutout over uh, Jacob Moran, 125. And uh, Parker's the guy I really want to talk about because he went out and had to run down a major in, in the third period. Yeah. Um, he got that last takedown inside the last, what, 10, 15 seconds mm-hmm. and then rode, and rode him out to, uh, to get what ended up being the deciding, the deciding point. point. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess my question for you is, is like, is that an example of, you know, we, I hate to bring this up. We look back at the Michigan state duel and it came down to one takedown, mm-hmm. one yep, takedown yep. flips that result. Yep. And this time we got the takedown. Yep. That one takedown flipped the result for us. And uh, you know, is that something as a coach you look at and you're like, Hey, maybe they listen. Uh, it was so here's how I look at it. Not exactly like that, but here's, I guess here's where you're taking me back here. Right. <laughs> um, I feel like the guys who went out just to compete and score points and wrestle the entire seven did well. The guys who just went out to try to win didn't, you know what I mean? And that's, that's, a, there's an important difference there. Uh, in terms of how you compete, because of how you're willing to push yourself, the risks you're willing to take, you know, I mean, what's important to you, you know, in wrestling all through all the, the, the positions, you know, I think that's huge for people to understand because Parker wasn't out there just trying to win. You know, he was trying to get as many points as he can to dominate the match, to get to his stuff, to impose himself on the other guy, to do what he's capable of doing. Devin did the same thing because they're that capable. And they did what they're capable of doing. We had a few other guys that went out and we were just trying to win. So you're a little conservative. You hesitate a little bit. You know, you're just trying to get by and you leave the door open for the other guy to do something that can maybe take the match from you. And that actually happened uh, in, in two, two tight matches that we had where I thought we should have had, it, had them go our way and we let them slip. And I think that's just the mentality. Are you just trying to do enough to win or are you just trying to wrestle? Hey, your best. I'm trying to wrestle my game plan. Here's my, you know, by this time of the year, we all know what a game plan is, right? Like, you know, the first half of the year, you're figuring out how you want to compete, what, you know, what, what your, your ideal match looks like by now, you know, you know, that our, we're in shape, we're making weight, we're getting, we're closing the end of the year so that we all have a good idea of what our, our ideal match looks like. And I felt like we, we had a few guys that, that didn't, they just tried to protect something they didn't have. They tried to protect the win that they didn't have versus uh, Parker, who you're focusing on, and Devin, and uh, Panola. Those guys go out, man, and they wrestle their match. By and large, they just wrestle their match. And I think a lot of guys need to take note of that. And it's not about the win or the loss. We just talked. They're not all built equal, right? We can feel great about Minnesota and be like, oh, with Indiana, we didn't wrestle great. So focus on the performance and not on just the result. And that was the main thing, you know, um, I'm not sure that's what you were thinking when you asked that question, that's where I land on it. We got to focus more on just getting everything out of the match. We can not just trying to win. Tony, I have learned that when I ask you questions, um, it's more of a a buckle up and see what happens as opposed to like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to tee him up to say this. I, I, all bets are off. We, we, we I think we get there that now, right, Corey? Yes. Yeah. It's, kind of, <laughs> it's a given. So you're, you're, you're good. Um, two other guys who had big wins in the IU duel stepped up for us. Uh, Cooper Nori. Yeah. Was in, uh, was filling in for Kendall Coleman, who, yep. uh, who was sick, not yep. non COVID related illness. Yeah. Um, I believe is how the official statement goes, Corey. That is, uh, that is, what goes in the in the logbook? Yes, it's funny. Yes. You have to you have to actually like uh-huh. say to people like, oh, yo, no, 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 it's not COVID. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, and then uh, Hayden Lowry stepped up and yep. got a got a nice win at one sixty five. And uh, those, you know, they were both tight matches, and they uh, they gutted out some wins. Uh, Cooper is is especially noteworthy um, because he had previously lost to. Uh, to the guy he wrestled uh, when they were in high school. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, that's, that's important. I think being shorthanded with, with Kenny out, 
uh, Cooper had a chance and, and he, he did a nice job. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, it's a split decision for me on him too, right? Like I got to acknowledge, Hey, he filled in, um, when we found out Kenny wasn't going to be able to make it, you know, made weight, went out and competed hard and, um, and, and got a, got a win. He's one of those guys at the end, he started trying to protect the win a little too early. Remember? And he put himself in a tough spot, right? But he held on to win. So yep. and it's, Hey, nice job. You pat him on the back. He filled in and he did a great job because he's capable. And I want to say that too, like Cooper, man, Cooper can be tough, right? Yeah. You know, Cooper can be, can be really tough. And I'm glad to see him get a chance and make the most of it. Uh, I do want him to know, right. Hey, keep going, keep going. You're, 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 you're better than just hanging on to win. Like extend the lead, keep going after the kid, like really impose yourself. So proud of him uh, for what he did. And, uh, and at the same time, like, Hey, let's, let's get more, let's be greedy. You know, let's, let's do that. So, but yeah, no, it's loved. Uh, like I said, I, we know Cooper's capable in our room. You watch him scrap with our guys. We expected him to fill in and get that win. You know what I mean? That was an expectation. And he did. I'm sure he expected it too. Mm -hmm. As you said, guy he'd faced in high school and, and he turned the turned result around. So, uh, so proud of him. Um, so like you said, 12 straight over the Hoosiers. Yep. Um, it's, uh, I think it's, I, I believe, Corey, correct me if I'm wrong, it is the longest active win streak for any Purdue program over at school down south. Volleyball might have a beat. I don't think so. No? I don't think so. 2010. I think they're 2014. But they play them twice a year. So that's what I'm thinking it Ah, so it might be more matches. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. It's, it's, it's You're thinking in terms matches, of years, and he's thinking in terms of matches. Yep. Yep. I got you. Well, you guys um, don't wrestle. I mean, you wrestle them almost every year. We do. Oh, we no, it's it's man, it's man, year, man, it's we okay, see yeah. them every year. Yep. Once it's, a year. It's, it's built into the schedule. So yep. um let's move along to uh like you said, a, a more uh, a more joyful win that we had on Sunday. <laughs> beating um then depending on what poll you're looking at, 14, 16 ranked Minnesota. In our place, oh, I think um, eleven when we beat them, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the way they as high as eleven, maybe I don't. They, like I said, well, they, they were, were eleven coming into the week. I know they've they've now fallen down. You know, a few okay. after their loss to us, but they were eleven going in. Um, an awesome night. Obviously, we uh, we celebrated our seniors. Uh, you know, Devin and Max yep. got their second senior night after doing it last year. Um, Michael Wolf. Alec White, Nate Cummings, Ethan Smiley, and Amos Sunlin all uh, yep. all picking up their degrees and uh, doing what they they set out to do when they came to college, and um, you know appreciate all of their contributions to the program. Yeah, no man, good good group of guys. Really enjoyed uh, coaching those guys throughout their career, and and a smart group of guys. Like if you go back and look at the number of All Big Ten honors and who they are, kind of as students too. Like, I mean, that, that's a pretty sharp group of kids mm -hmm. who are going to do well in life. And um, they've been a, a big part of, of helping us kind of keep growing this program and where we're trying to go. So I really appreciate their hard work in the classroom and in, in, the, uh, in the practice room with their teammates. So they've, they've been a part of a lot of great things at Purdue. Um, specifically, let's, let's talk about two of those guys, Max Lyon went out and uh, beat a higher ranked wrestler uh, sneaking out a, a four, three decision over Isaiah Salazar. Um, Max wrestled Max's match. He, mm -hmm. uh, you know, gave up an early takedown and find, found a way to, uh, to, to get one back and, and, and find the difference there. Yeah, Max, uh, we've probably said this before. I always dangerous. He will always be in the match. You know, he's been a little short on some situations and you just keep correcting and you keep showing up and Max will always do that. You know what I mean? Like he's always going to show up, give us his best and, you know, and, and he will be better going into the big tens because he'll, he'll get better as he has chances to correct some of these things. So, but excited as a senior last time in, in the building for him to go out in that way over, as you mentioned, a good quality opponent. That, uh, that takedown that he had at the end of the second period when he finished on top, um, was really slick and, it, and it, it, he finished he finished clean and he finished fast yep. and um you know that's 
I mean, that is, that was a great example of what we teach, if I'm not mistaken. You know, and, and I don't know wrestling, but I know, you know, I hear what you guys say about finish on top, 20 second goes. You know, all that, all those, you know, that coach speak as far as, and and that's what Max went out there and did. He found a way in the last 10 seconds of that period to, to get two and not give up one. And he's been working on those finishes. You managed, you said finished fast, right? That's the key. If you go back and look where he's been a little short, he's in all of these matches, right? Like we, and we sit here and talk about how incredibly deep the Big Ten is. Like they may send 13 guys nationals that we've talked about the 14 they, they might I, I strongly believe that they will yeah. yes I, I'm, I'm saying it now for those out there big 10 is getting 13 guys yeah. at 184 right so he's been wrestling great competition all the way through and i'll use the braun eagle match just kind of that's one where he was just really just he's on his legs several times and we didn't finish right from a, a, a particular situation and he's been working on it he was even in yesterday working on it you know we i still had him off day they just had even though we told him not to yeah I, yeah i told him he, you know i'm trying to freshen his body up so i told him to go hard he couldn't wrestle a lot he's like hey, hey we're gonna just drill technique and you know just just let the body freshen up because he goes hard every day and he could have used a day just hey freshen up but, um, you know, it's just those little things, right? Like he's on Braun Eagle's legs all match and got stalemated out too many times, right? And that's the difference in winning those tight matches and losing. So I feel really good knowing that, hey, we're going to get everything and it's going to be getting that finish, right? If he gets the finish, you know, he, he turns all of those, you know, really close losses uh, back in his favor. And, and he knows that. He believes that. So um, yeah, excited for him and, and he can see the difference now and turning that uh into a, a good win uh, versus that close loss that heartbreak maybe like like a braun angle match um other senior devin schroeder uh went out got his biggest win of the season and uh you know he, he beats then ranked number nine patrick mckee and uh a huge uh a huge resume booster for devin as he and he it wasn't a close one he dominated that match Yep. And again, right, you talk about creating your situations. Uh, he wins. Uh, wins kind of what turned into a scramble, right? Like he, it was his leg attack to start, but it turned into a, a really good scramble where he comes out on top with the, the two, but moves immediately, right? Transitions, right? Capturing the wrist and capitalizes with his top game, getting a two-point near fall, right? And that really... You know, open the match in his favor. So, um, again, yeah, really proud of him. And it, to mention, like, again, late when that match, you know, when McKee's trying to reinsert himself in that third period, he wins another scramble late to finish on top. Um, just goes to show you if you wrestle through every position, you're going to be fine. He wasn't trying to protect, there was, they were just wrestling. No, McKee hit, McKee hit a nasty inside trick. Yeah. It was just two guys wrestling and Devin stopped wrestling. If he had stopped wrestling, we'd give up the two maybe. Nope. Stop wrestling. We kept wrestling through the position and actually scored to, to end the match on top the way you should. So, yeah, again, um, really happy that those guys as seniors, you know, they're wrestling well. And, and it was they contributed in a huge way to to a, to a night. Corey, you were calling that sequence on the, uh, the Big Ten Plus stream there and uh i mean i had to think you you got you and craig had to think Devin was dead to rights level yeah yeah i i definitely thought so it was a sick inside trip but you know when you go back and watch it we watched it on replay uh during the broadcast like you said i went back and watched it a couple times after uh Devin immediately dropped down into you know a, a counter attack spot um, back into went Cleveland. immediately down Nearly to uh, to his ankle, ankle I believe. Right, yeah, right leg. Hold on to something and ride it out. And it was, you know, it was the second time he'd done that during the match. Like you said, that that first period scramble that turned into uh, a four-point move, which I thought should have been a six-point move. But yep. Yeah, me too. Um, We're greedy. So we won't go on the re-aid. Corey, you watched the replay though, and I, I, Good double I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was two. You shut your mouth. <laughs> Come on. I'm gonna shut your mouth when you're talking to me. By that fourth <laughs> I he was so, okay. 
<laughs> but no, I think that's a huge, and we're going to talk about this today, right? Like just wrestling through positions at practice, right? Like competing again, wrestling through. Don't just try to win. Just wrestle the situation the way you think it needs to be done. As soon as you start thinking about winning and losing in the moment, man, it slows you down. Like just compete all the way through and wrestle each position to the best you know, way you can. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tony. I'm, I'm usually wrong. So uh, Matt Ramos is probably the best on the team at doing it. He gets himself in some funky stuff that he can get out of. <laughs> he, he, so Matt is a great competitor. Um, you know, and, I, and I'll always pick on things, right? Like I'd love to see more offense out of him, right? Like he scored sure. the first uh, leg attack. Nice high crotch finish. I'd love to see that. I, you know, again, greedy. I'd like to see it in all three periods. Right. And, and really build that lead. But but you are right in that, man. He he's going to compete all the way through. It may not be exactly the way I want it because I want him on a guy's leg more yeah. and more and more. And hey, stay on his legs. Um, but, you know, he's going to he's going to fight. He's going to scramble. He's going to wrestle through everything. And he ain't giving up that, too, unless he has to. He, he just seems yeah. to be the one that I remember most this season who I'm pretty sure the other guy's about to score. And then some voodoo happens and Matt's <laughs> got the voodoo. better position. I'm like, well, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. We'll take it. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and the, the selfishness in me just wants him to make it easy on me, right? Like I, you can see I got a lot of gray hair. This is, this is white. Yes. And um, um, he's, he's, he's hard on me because he's, he's got that one takedown and he's scrambling his tail off like five times you know, uh, as I call it, dodging a few bullets. And so I'm, I'm like on the matrix there yeah. and I just want to make it easy. Like just, just take him down three more times and be up by, you know, we're looking at the major. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's probably me being greedy, but, but I do, you know, Hey, Matt, Matt, he's going to go out and compete and, and do his best to find a way, uh, you know, to win the situation. And so I, I, you know, love that. And at the same time I want, Hey, Let's keep attacking. Let's keep, let's try to dominate, not just win. Let's dominate. Right. I think the other thing there is it's pragmatic because, you know, that type of stuff can work a lot. Um, yep. It's going to work less when you're wrestling top five dudes. So you're going to see a yep. couple of those at big tens. Let's not uh, roll the dice as much. Yep. No, there's no doubt. Um, other key wins in the duel. Uh, we just talked about Matt Ramos. Uh, Knocked off uh, then 27th ranked Jake Gleva. Uh, Parker Phillias went out and handled business against Marcos Polanco, who was filling in for uh, Jake Berglund, who I believe was injured at uh, Michigan. Yep. Um, Hayden Lowry. We brought up this name before, but, man, man. as the guys say, Hayden Lowry. Um, yeah. He has been uh, he, stringing together, sir. He's stringing to get together some good wins. Yeah. Um, like, like what he's doing, you know, um, he, he's beating some very solid people showing signs that that man, he, he can really be dangerous at big tens, you know, like his progression from where he got put in, um, you know, around Iowa state, mm -hmm. uh, back in December has, has been noticeable and proud of him from, you know, first time in the lineup for him this year as a regular, and you can see the progression coming. Uh, you can see him, you know, figuring some things out. So yeah, excited for him as we move into the to the last you know month of the season. I mean, truly, he's he he's got us excited for what he can do uh, in a bracket. For sure, um, Thomas Panola, another another really solid solid win. Um, he 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 put some some highlight reel stuff together in that match against Michael Foy, and. Um, Really want to talk about Tom's energy after <laughs> after the win. You know, uh, you guys always say that Tom likes to party on people. That's that, that's the that's the going that's the going term around the locker room. But um, yeah. just a guy who, like you said, wrestles hard, wrestles through every position, wrestles to score points. And um, while I don't know that he focuses on the winning, he definitely enjoys it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, and I love it, right? Because that emotion um, is is infectious, as you said. Like you'd like to see uh, more of it, right? Up and down the lineup, 
we've got guys who, who, who do a lot of winning and, and, and um, compete well, but I love like his energy. You can tell like he, he puts a ton of work into it, right? Like how he lives his life is, is, is significant, right. In terms of uh, who he is and how he competes. And so to see him kind of celebrate that when normally he's just such a quiet guy, like he's not in practice partying every day. Like that's not him. My man's in there head down grinding and I'm not going to see that, that emotion from him again until the next time he competes. Right. But it's, that's why it's, it's so enjoyable, right? Like that's why you just, you love it so much. And when you see guys, you know, get, you know, earn, you know, earn, earn things like those hard fought wins and what they're doing, man, you really enjoy it too. You love seeing it. And so I'd love to see it more from, from different guys, honestly. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I was joking with Tom about it uh, this week earlier and was just, just saying how, like, you know, it's, I think it's so out of character. Like you said, he's, he's not, he's a very stoic guy. Doesn't yeah. say a lot. Doesn't, you know, not, yep. not, not a big, uh, not a big excitement guy, you know, day to day, but man, yep. when he finishes off those wins, he is fired up. Yeah. And he's been finding a way to get, two points right like again like that uh if people don't follow him and so a foy who he wrestled difficult guy to score on i've watched him with guys like schultz who are ranked number two in the country not score a takedown on that kid in seven minutes you know what i mean and and so for him to um hit some of the things that he did was really nice like i i i have a real appreciation uh for technically how he her performed in some of those matches against a guy who had been difficult to score on for some guys um, one last thing about the Minnesota duel. Um, we had a pretty cool opportunity to have, um, unfortunately he was wrestling for the other team, but, um, an Olympic gold medalist wrestling yeah. in Holloway gymnasium in, uh, in Gable Stevenson. And, uh, you know, it was crazy. He's just walking around like he's a normal dude, which, which of course he is, but like he, uh, I don't know how many pictures he took with, with fans from both sides but mm-hmm. was very gracious and stopped and took them all. And, um, you know, hats off to, uh, to our guy, Michael Wolf, who went out there and, and towed the line with them and gave everything yep. he had. And, and, uh, you know, as, uh, as Vegas said, you know, didn't give up six. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, listen, what Gable's doing, like, he's just that good. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable. And right. I mean, you gotta give, you gotta give him a tip of the cap. You know, what he's done the last year or two is, is tremendous. And so you do, you just got to tip your cap to him. Um, you know, I, I enjoy watching him. You know, I'm not, you know, obviously as a coach, you can say I'm a fan of the sport, but you're not really a fan, right? Like you're figuring out how to beat people and, and, but you watch him and you have an appreciation, right? For how he's competing right now and the confidence, the confidence that he has when he steps on the mat is, is, is fun to see. And I think, uh, a lot of people should be paying attention, meaning, you know, guys who aspire to do great things in this sport should see, hey, you know, the confidence that he competes with is 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 noticeable. And that's a big deal. Right. Like how you view yourself and the authority with which you wrestle is important. And he wrestles with authority. Yeah, that's what I love about him. There's no there's no halfway half in like when he's hitting something, it's it's hard and it's all the way, you know. So, uh, yeah, enjoy that. And at the same time, I will tip of the cap to Michael for going out. Honestly, I think he enjoyed it. You know, I have not specifically talked to him about this, but no, I mean, just knowing Michael, I think he wanted the opportunity to get in there and, and test himself. Like, can I get to my position? You know, can I get there and, and get something going? You know, like he wanted that opportunity to test himself. And I thought Michael looked like while he was out there, like he was, Hey, you know, I'm going to enjoy this, you know, nothing to lose. Let's just see what, what, what can happen. And mm-hmm. that's on guys, you don't want guys scared, right? Like yep. even with Gable, knowing what he's done, you don't give a guy so much respect that you don't go out and do anything or you, you wrestle scared, you know, and that, that wasn't the impression that I got from Michael or anything. Michael was going to go out and Hey, let's, let's try to do something here. What can I do? Let's see how I can get to a position or two. And then that's what you want. You know, don't, don't give a guy so much respect that it's, you're, you're scared and you're, you know, just, you know, a passenger out there, you know, take control or try to take control as best you can as difficult as it might be. I think that's the best way to put it. He wasn't scared. <clears throat> I agree. You don't often see, you know, I, I'm with you. I think there was a, a almost a, a smirk 
on Michael's face at the end. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> you don't see that often after an 18-2 loss. Um, yep. I told yep. Tanner this yesterday. He disputed my time uh, forecast a little bit. I said, you know, for about a quarter of a second, about a quarter of a second, Mike had him in that, that body lock, and it just looked like, okay, we might see something big here. Yep. And Tanner said, no, nah, I think it was more like an eighth, maybe a sixteenth <laughs> of a second. <laughs> but, you know, well, yeah. he went and out there Tanner's and point, competed. Yes, and Tanner's point, right, um, you never know how these things are going to uh, pan out at the end of the duel, right? Like that was uh, – what was that number six uh, in yep. terms of matches? So we had, we still had, you know, of uh, that match, you know, four to go. And so you don't know if that's going to be the deciding point, right? He, he didn't give up the fall and that could have wound up. We won 18, 16, I believe, but the 14, 18, 14. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it's, you don't know at that point how the duel is going to play out. So at, and I think Corey said earlier, every point matters and he saved, he would have saved us a point in there. And that's, that's, that's a good thing. Right. 18, 18, 14, but you know, we won three of the last four matches by decision. If any of those flips, that's, that's the duel. So one, one quick note on Gable, uh, what I loved and what I think is so instructive for not every wrestler can be as good as him. Okay. Every wrestler can try and be as good as him, but he, I don't think he scored the same way twice. He, he went through a bunch of different techniques yeah. in that match. It was really neat to see that, okay, I can do this now. Okay, I'll do this tilt. Okay, now I'm going to jump over you and run around behind. Instead of running around behind, I'm just over you and, and, yeah. and yep. to, you know, try different stuff. Learn different techniques. A lot of guys will master one thing, and that's what they're great at. Yeah. He's got a large uh, uh, toolbox in terms of skill sets, right? You know, he's capable of doing a lot of things. And, you know, that, that is part of what you appreciate about some of these great wrestlers, you know, whether it's, it's Gable or you watch a David Taylor or Jordan Burroughs, you know, how, you know, yeah. so it was, like I said, I don't consider myself just a straight fan. You know what I mean? It's not where we're, but, but you do enjoy watching competitors like him, you know, uh, really show what they're capable of. So in the aftermath of the uh, the Minnesota duel, um, it had me looking at uh, rankings in a variety of ways. Of course you would. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my thing, right? Yes, of course you and, would. <clears throat> you know, it's um, first and foremost, you know, doing rankings is a very thankless profession. It's a lot, it's a lot like being a ref, right? Like nobody's Don't calling you and being like, man, you did a great job on those rankings this week. I mean, you just, you nailed it. Like you, you know, <laughs> what a great job. Or thanks for ranking my guy there. Really appreciate you, you know, taking notice of the, the work he's putting in. Like those guys do not get those phone calls, right? <laughs> what they well, get if, are the if phone If they calls. get one of those phone calls, they got the other coach whose kid got bumped down calling on the other line, right? Exactly. So, so they, you know, it's a, it, so hats off to those guys for taking the time to, to do all this, right? Um, but what I did yesterday is I played a little trick on, on not really a trick, but on, on Tony and Corey. It's a trick. I, uh, it was a trick. Okay. We it call was it a trick. trick. I took, um, I took several teams and or wrestlers and I, you know, these are, these are teams and wrestlers that have all faced each other. And I just put the results of those, those packages but what I did was, is I switched all the, I switched all the names. I made it blind. I threw, uh, I threw NBA teams on one, one thing. And I threw uh, NHL teams on another thing. And I handed them to them. And I said, okay, rank these teams based on the information you have in front of you. And uh, watching their, watching their head spin was, uh, <laughs> was pretty funny, but um, you know, Love to hear from from you guys as far as like when you when you take the name off when you take away you know the the preconceived notions about the teams or wrestlers in front of you like how did that how did that kind of like work for you guys internally? Yeah, I think um, for me it's it makes it uh, 
almost easier because you don't clutter your mind with the other stuff. Like what you said is you take the name and the singlet and the team and all this stuff, right? And you, it's worth mentioning, you gave me one that was a team, right? It was team results. And I didn't know that you gave me one that was actually individual wrestler results at a certain weight. And, and, and yes, it's still difficult because there's a lot of going around, but it, what I do feel like still is it decreases clutter in your head where sometimes you overthink things, right? Like too much information uh, paralysis from analysis is almost where I land, right? Like you give me too much and now you're like, well, man, you're overthinking it. You're going around and around. And when you just say, Hey, here's what it is. And here's the capitals and this team, you know, it, it does simplify it to an extent. I'm not saying it makes you get it right or better. Mm-hmm. I did think that it helped simplify it to me, you know, where, you know, I could appreciate it. You know, it was a good exercise to do at first. I was like, Tanner, don't waste my time. <laughs> how long am I, you know, like, I think I literally said that to him. I'm like, Tanner, how long is this going to re- really take me? And he's like, no, this won't take too long. Look at this. You know what I mean? Uh, Cause it's the one thing about rankings and I, you know, and right now I don't care now, you know, when we get to the big tens and the seedings come out, I'll, you know, I'm going to care. But, uh, but I was like, how long is this going to take me? He's like, it won't take long. No. Was int- when I got done with it, it was interesting. In fact, of when you just kind of clear the clutter and just take a straight record and you don't know who they are because they're fictitious names, how it pans out was interesting to me. Corey? Uh, I totally agree. I love the blind resume test. Um, some of those, you know, sometimes the sample size is a, is a little bit affecting. Uh, I thought this was... It was wild. I like the team one better than the individual one, actually, because uh, more limited data was still good for that one. Um, one thing I, I just lost my train of thought. I suck. No, I thought it was fun. I didn't think it was a, I didn't think it was a terrible waste of time. I thought it was, you know, maybe a moderate waste of time, which is fine. Right. <laughs> um, so just to <clears throat> just to peel back the curtain for people a little bit. Um, one of the two exercises, the, the first of the two exercises, um, was teams 19 or excuse me, 12 through 19 in last week's, um, intermat team rankings. And, uh, the second one was, uh, six different wrestlers at 125 pounds in the big 10. And, uh, I'm happy to send, I'm happy to send the blind, the blind thing to anybody who wants to see it. I put one of them on Twitter. If somebody wants to say one was on Twitter, one was on Twitter. If you want to go find that and and check it out and have a good time. But, um, it's, uh, again, I think it, it shows that some of the preconceived notions that people have nationally based on whatever, whatever, you know, maybe it's based on, they have a really good wrestler on their team. Or maybe it's based on the color of the singlet that they wear, or you know, there's there's a lot of things out there. Um, but when you take uh, when you take the names off, you take the, the colors off, and you just throw you know random random names on it. I think it it really uh, changes the way you look at it. Mm-hmm. Yep, no doubt. Um, Green, even thing- though I hate looking at rankings at this time of year, <laughs> you hate looking at rankings. Period. I'm yes. Good. Yes. I've got two trains of thought. I'll, I'll limit them to one because I know we're getting long here. Uh, it's funny that you say that, Tony, because uh, that's, a, that's a pretty typical coach thing to say. You know, no offense, a little cliche. Uh, rankings don't matter, but like you also just said, seedings do. Seedings matter a whole ton when it comes to Big Tens and NCAAs, and a lot of times those are built up over resume, but also mm-hmm. – from your rankings so how do you how do you sort of balance that in your head yeah I mean um you can't discount right uh, when I say hey I I hate looking at rankings I don't mean that they mean zero to me because there is some value in different things um you know one of them where I get a little fired up though too is like recruiting like perception Tanner smiling he knows like you know Ultimately, our guys are going to toe the line and they're going to get a chance to settle this. And that's what I love about it. Like, you're going to get a, a say in this. Somebody's opinion isn't going to matter because you're still going to be on the mat. But when we talk about recruiting, you know, that's where I feel like these ranking services, they've got some um, responsibility 
to do get it right or as best as they can, right? I, when I say get it right, it's, it's an opinion, but yeah, yeah. There's, there's a perception, right, about what it is, you know what I mean? So that's when I get a little upset is if somebody's, you know, way off in my opinion on their process of how they landed where they're at, that's when I get upset because there is going to be an effect from a recruiting standpoint or how you're, you know, how you're approaching certain people with it because of the perception, you know, little different in terms of uh, when you're talking seedings, because at the end of the day, I know our guy is going to put his foot on the line. He's going to get a chance to compete and he's going to have a huge say in it where that's not always the same in say recruiting battles or, or those things where teams could simply be getting ranked higher. Cause like as Tina said, the, the color of their singlet doesn't matter how their year is going. They're going to get the benefit of the doubt because of, you know, maybe tradition or history or whatever. And so that's where I think, you know, I, I, I separated out. Certainly there's still an effect, you know, uh, on seedings when you get in a bracket. Um, and that's why, you know, you tell the guys with the RPI and how you qualify for nationals, right? There's win percentage, there's RPI, and there's coaches rank. That's where every match is important. You know, that's where we land in, hey, when we compete, everyone is important and we're going to compete hard every time out. That's where you got to be because then if you do that, you'll live with the rest. You know, live, you can live with the rest of it. So it's a mixed bag for me, you know, Um I can't control seedings. Our guys can't control seedings. There's going to be biases. There's going to be whatever. So why would you worry too much about that? Right? Like the old adage of control the controllables. Yep. Okay. Let's spend our time and our energy there. Cause at the end of the day, I can't control a seat. Let's just focus on making our own luck when we put our foot on the line. And so I, it, it, you know, I understand what you're saying, Corey, and I can't deny like those things have impacts for sure. Right. Those things, can have impacts, but I can't worry about it to that extent. Neither should our guys. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, we had some more stuff, but like Corey said, I, I think we're running a little <laughs> long. Yeah. And I thought Tony's last statement is, is profound enough to, to maybe leave it there, Corey. I agree. I agree. Next week, we'll preview the Northwestern duel throughout the season. And I know we've got another round of <laughs> – uh, coaching rankings coming out, right? And, <laughs> and the RPI. So first we'll RPI back. comes out this week. That, and that's yep. true. The RPI will, the first RPI is out what, tomorrow? Tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting to really see, right? For us coaches, that's more data. Yep. Yeah. That's, and that's not an opinion, right? Like that literally, that is that is a data-driven thing. Just numbers. Yeah, opinions don't factor into that. So I'm, I am always interested to see where those RPIs end up for, for people and who they've wrestled. We'll dig, we'll dig down into that next week. Uh, until then, fellas, thanks. It was great. Boiler up.